Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. To uh, Celtic State of Mind's live coverage with Celtic Down Under. A quite astonishing performance by Celtic. It's 9 nothing against Under United, um, who are at the foot of the, the table. This is a side, obviously, that is just clicking into the top gear at the correct moment, Jared. I mean, we have threatened time and time again as a football team to go out and annihilate teams and we, and we threatened it all season last year and we've started doing it I mean you're going to grounds that 
often have been problematic and you're blowing teams like Kilmarnock and Dundee United away. Um, talk me through that game. We'll, we'll obviously uh, we'll focus on the goals, the performances, the two hat-tricks, uh, the record-breaking um, scoreline, but that is just ultimate football. That's football utopia and style, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, um, I've been joking for the best part of a year now on our podcast that oh, that we're gonna put we're gonna put double figures past someone and to miss out by one oh shattered <laughs> but that, that would be too greedy that's just unbelievable football at the end of the day it's the easiest way to sum it up like, I can't really fault I can't fault anyone out there. I think every player who took the pitch today played well there was a couple of players that made a few mistakes here and there but that's football in general but 9-0, second half, five goals are scored and only a minute of stoppage time. <laughs> I know. How many subs were made? Mm. Uh, just doesn't add up to me. Sean Thompson is also ping- picking up on that. Now, listen, we're allowed to be pernickety when you're trying to get a 10-0 scoreline and Sean says one minute with all those subs, not sure about that. And I think you're absolutely right. Um, when you think back to the, some of the results that we're talking about, Liam, I remember mm-hmm. the Hamilton Aki's away game uh, where McAvenny, in fact, didn't McAvenny score four in that game? I, I know that he definitely has got a hat-trick. Um, and then the 9-0 game I mentioned against Aberdeen when Mark McGee was the manager. Um, to go to you know Tannadice, though, and win 9 nothing. for me, this result tops those two that I've mentioned. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that... Um, we were incredible today. But thinking back, particularly to that Aberdeen game, which I remember watching live at the time, Aberdeen were absolutely rank rotten that day. Just did not turn up, right? And they deserved to get beat 7 8 9 0 that day. Dundee United today, actually, for the, well, for the first half, most of the first half, they actually made a game of it. And they were. They, you can't even really say, oh, their keeper was at fault for any of the goals or, you know there was like any massive defensive errors. We just blew them away. We just were untouchable today. And if we play like that in every game, I think any team we come up against is going to have something to worry about. I think you're right. Um, I'm going to bring up as many comments as I can because it's one of those days where when we started streaming on a Celtic state of mind, we did it in Neil Lennon's final season and there were many, many games where we didn't have much positive to talk about. So if we're going to give someone an absolute pasting in their own ground, 9 nothing then let's celebrate it. Um, Franny comes back and remember some of our fans wanted Jack Ross as manager. Um, (laughs) Kevin Graham, are you out there? Are you out there, Kev Graham? Uh, Barry McCluskey reckons far more uh, didn't want Jack Ross. Um, It will get to the point, I think, with Jack Ross that, you know, it'll be a busted flush. You can't lose seven and nine nothing within a few weeks of each other, Jared, and and survive that. And I know that sounds harsh because we're only five league games in. But there's, there seems to be something just not right there. But, and that's a side, I think, last season that uh, Tam Kurtz absolutely maximised their performance and their success last year. Jack Ross has come in. He's not been able to build on it. Um, do you subscribe to the fact that, that players or a team downs tools? We've seen it with Sean Maloney at Hibs. It looks as though we've seen it with Jack Ross. Um, and, you know, in a scenario like that, can a manager turn it round? Um, for me, yeah, I think that was, and 
pretty obvious that, and the commentator said it, a, f- a few players chucked it. Like, you look at Starfield's goal, how open he was from that corner. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think Liam said it best in in the group chat with his his little pun, so I'll leave that for you, Liam. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I can't see this turning around for him. I think that's the sort of club. We've seen it over the years where it's been – they're either constantly turning over managers and then they get a good one and then they end up leaving or got getting poached elsewhere. So they Dundee's a little bit um Dundee United. I feel I feel bad for the fans more than anything. Like not massively, but to cop a doing like that in your own stadium and you just gradually see the stadium getting emptier and emptier as the goals were going in. That's probably not what everyone was thinking going out for their, their Sunday Arvo at the football. No, absolutely. You do you know Fellow football fans have um, obviously suffered, and uh, I think today going into your your home ground and getting absolutely annihilated is one thing. But surely they'll be looking at that Celtic side, Liam, and dare I say they might realise that they're watching the development of something pretty special. Uh, I mean, Ange is building something that it's not just about um, you know all this chat about Ange Ball and this philosophy, we're seeing it on the park I mean, other managers spoke about philosophies in the past and we didn't really see it to fruition I remember Mowbray was great at talking about his his football kind of philosophy, as was John Barnes Ronnie Dyla also Um, but we're seeing it on the park and in full motion, it's free flowing and Celtic today were free scoring Um, I mean, sympathies for opposition fans, do you have any? Um, I mean, I have no particular animosity towards Dundee United. In fact, I've got quite a bit of respect for them because they're a team that, unlike certain other clubs, they've had their financial troubles and they've took it on the chin. They haven't blamed anybody else. They've dealt with it, went down the league, came back, and are doing their best to try and make a make a fist of it in the in the Premier League now. And uh, I do feel sorry for them today, but Celtic had to do it to somebody eventually, and. It was uh, it was them as it turned out, but I don't think that's necessarily a reflection on them. In this kind of form, we could do that to almost any of any team in the league. Think back to February. I remember sitting there at Celtic Park, three nothing up at half time against Rangers, and by half time, I think we'd had another three excellent chances, probably all uh, falling to Yakimakis in that first half. And I was yeah. sitting thinking at half time, this could be anything, and that's why I said to you, Jared. What do you do at halftime to try and maintain that intensity? Well, we've gone into the second half and had an even better 45 minutes. Um, what is it that, that Ange is doing there? I know that he, he made the substitutions. The intensity didn't drop off. I want to talk about Moy because I thought Moy probably played his best game of football, albeit as a substitute today. Um, and it's it's going back to that conversation we had at the beginning of the game. Every signing is improving the squad, whereas previously we had a clutch of players who just were not contributing. And that's down to uh, the recruitment of Ange Postecoglou, isn't it? Absolutely. It's um, As we said, it's a squad game now for us. The amount of games, the amount of competitions we're in, it, today was a perfect summary of you make your subs, you change a few players, you don't lose anything on the pitch. And that's what we need. That's what we, especially what we need going into Europe. Like, I saw someone in the comments early on saying Carlo Ancelotti's writing his resignation letter now after seeing that. <laughs> Couldn't help but have a chuckle at it. So that's one of them where you just got to look at it and go, it's a squad game. You bring guys off. Like, you 
play Maeda. We thought, we're talking about that pre-game. Maeda coming out, Abada coming in. How's that going to affect things? Abada scores a hat-trick. Maeda comes on and plays as a striker later on and has a quality assist or two. I can't remember if it was one or two, but he made a difference playing as a striker instead of playing as a winger. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. gives us options. The scary part is we still have Jacob Mackis to come back into that too. If he was there today coming on instead of Maeda, would it have been a couple more goals? Well, that's a great point. And another player that um, hasn't really been mentioned, he, he did get a mention in the, the pre-match, was uh, Hak Zabanovic. So you're throwing another option into the mix as well. I've been going on about um, the need to bring in another striker, particularly if Yeti leaves Liam. But when you look at some of the players playing, um, like Maeda playing through the middle, we've seen Abada doing that as well. Ask that question whether we do need another striker as backup. What's your thoughts on that? I know that some of the younger guys like uh, Kenny's away to Queen's Park on loan. If Ayeti leaves, we're kind of left with two recognised, you know, figureheads, if you like, in Kyogo mm. and Yakamakis. But looking at that squad, I'm thinking, do we really need a, a third backup as a striker? Uh, I don't think we need another striker. I think having another attacking option, be it like uh, an attacking midfielder, number 10, sort of Tom Rogic type, or um, another wide player, um, you know, or I, as as Ange himself said, someone who can play multiple positions, um, and that is where guys like Maeda are the most useful. Because um, when I saw him play over here, he played as a winger, as a striker, as a as a, an out ball for a team that were basically playing like a almost a six man defence. Um, he played probably four or five different positions in a dozen or so games where I saw him in the flesh. And uh, it's, you know, it's players like that we should be looking at. Somebody, I don't think we need a striker. I don't think we need a winger. I think we need someone who is maybe a bit of both. Every every player that Ange signs has to be multi-positional. It's the easiest way to look at it. Yeah. You'll be able to cover at least two positions. Otherwise, yeah. there's no point. Unless, okay, sorry, I'll, get, I'll change that. Centre-backs have to be able to be specialists and goalkeepers have to be specialists, but everyone else has to be able to play multiple positions. Case in point, Bernabe making his debut today playing as, playing on the left wing. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and again, it's, it's another uh, position, I think, that last season we were comparing the scenario you had on the right-hand side to what we had on the left, where Taylor didn't really have much in the way of competition for the jersey, but... Uh, even without that competition, he came on to a great last part of the season. He's continued that this season, but now he's got someone breathing down his neck for a, for that jersey. Joe Hart goes down injured at the beginning of the game, and I felt completely different today than I did last season when he went down because I, did, I didn't have the confidence in the guy that was behind him. It, you know, be that Scott Bain or, or Barkas. This time round, though, you, you know you've got a goalkeeper that we brought in who was probably um, outside of. Celtic and Rangers, the best goalie in the league. And um, if he was to come in today, you'd, you'd be pretty confident with that. And it's about getting players like Moy and, and Bernabe some minutes in the legs. Um, we will take a wee bit of time to talk about Moy because we mentioned him at the beginning of the game and he got uh, a bit of stick when we signed him. But, you know, I, I just think that when he comes in, he got that secondary assist, which was a phenomenal through ball to Maeda. Um, I, I thought that, that really made it for me. And he's another one, I think, Jared, that, you know, he's not just on the periphery of the, the squad. If he goes in, I'm getting more and more confident that he can do a job for us. Absolutely. It's like we said, look, he's the sort where he can come in. He showed off his, his skills today with 
some of the short passing he was making, some of the long balls he was putting in over the top. He's mixing and matching. But the thing for me that stood out above all else was that he was actually covering quite a lot of grass, you know, getting back, helping defence, getting right up, helping the attack, closing down, pressing, covering for other guys. So he was doing all the other work off the ball. So it's good to see he's starting to get his fitness back and he's starting to seem settled in the team and understand what is his role and how to play it within the confines of what we're trying to do. You know, I've just been uh, looking at some of these comments here. And as I say, I want to celebrate that result because it's not that often that you get anything like a 9-0. Paddy Lavery comes in, a long-time fan of the show. Thanks for joining us again, Paddy. Big Ange, the destroyer of managerial careers in the SPFL. And it's it's incredible that, um, you know, a manager can come in even to a club like Celtic with a philosophy, Liam, right? And we saw it with, with Ronnie Dyla. So he comes in and it was maybe uh, different from what they were used to the, as a squad of players. And it, I think Ronnie struggled to implement that. I think there was a group of players who did buy into what Ronnie Dyla wanted to do. And most of them were kind of younger players, I've got to say. And that was his legacy, I think. But then it was hard for him to turn the, the rest of them round. And interestingly enough, he couldn't or he, he didn't shift those players out of the club. Now, Ange Postecoglou's came in and he's had a philosophy which is differing from last season's, uh, sorry, the season prior to last, yet he has been able to implement it. And I think that's the strength of the character, that, that man who is so fixed in his own idea of what he wants to do at this football club. Um, but there's one thing, having an idea and a philosophy, there's another one actually implementing it. And I think that uh, one and a bit seasons in, we're seeing the strength of Ange Postecoglou now. Well, I think the huge difference between Ange and someone like Ronnie Dyler, who has gone on to have a fairly successful career elsewhere, so I think his managerial ability was not the problem, um, is that, uh, you know, the, the, the board didn't back Ronnie Dyler at the time to the extent that they backed Ange last season and this season. Since Ange came in, pretty much any player that he has said he wanted, he's got. And... In my 30-plus years of following Celtic, I can't think of a previous time where a manager has had, apart from maybe Martin O'Neill in his first year, where a manager has had unconditional, complete freedom to sign whoever he wanted, whoever he needed, you know? And I think that's the big difference. It's, it's one thing to have the the plan and the strategy, because Ange's approach to the game is very similar to the way his approach was with Yokohama, and from what I saw when he was the Australian national manager, he set up a similar way there as well. But you need to have the personnel to actually pull it off. And mm-hmm. he has been given the, the means to get that personnel. You know, it was debatable in January whether we had enough to win the league anyway. And we still went out and signed three players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, building from a position of strength is not something Celtic have traditionally done in recent years. But under Ange... It is what we're doing. And we might still sign even more. There's still a week to go in the transfer window, so you never know. Funny thing on that, Liam, is I've got to say, two points. Number yeah. one, under Ronnie, when he came in and other managers have come in and tried to do that, Ronnie didn't have any big outgoings to then have the funds coming in to be able to go and bring those players in like Ange did last year in the way mm. we had Christy, Edward, Aya uh, all going out. Because yeah. if you look at the time that happened with Ronnie, the other club had died. There was none mm. of that TV money coming in. So that's one point on it. But 
So I don't think it's a money thing anyway because Ange has had a net spend last season anyway. There was still money in the bank for pay for Jodder and Carter Vickers. So yeah. even though he spent the money, I think that's irrelevant because we earned more. Mm-hmm. But the second point I wanted to say is, you're saying Ange got the, um, has basically got every player that he's wanted. Mm. Two words, Peter Lawwell. That's it. I rest my case. Well, you know, I'm no, I'm no exactly a fan of Peter Lawwell either. So I would completely agree with you on that. I think, um, I think if, uh, let's just put it diplomatically, if he was still doing what he was doing at Celtic two years ago, Ange would probably not still be here. Well, this this leads us on to a discussion, I guess, that um, the, the next part or the next test for me is keeping that team together um, to the satisfaction of Ange Postacoglu. So we had the um, the discussion when the, the Juranovic rumours started circulating on social media um, and we started saying, well, we haven't lost a player this season. You know, an asset. We lost assets, like Jared said, but Ange was able to mould his team around the money that we brought in. So I don't think anyone was was uh, overly concerned with that. Previous to that, I think we lost pivotal players that didn't allow us to progress. Um, and and ultimately, I think also uh, it showed a bit of a lack of ambition or um, it didn't show the same ambition as the likes of Brennan Rodgers had. Now, Jared already had the Brennan Rodgers claxon on the pre-match, so I, I'm allowed to mention Brendan <laughs> Rodgers. Um, and I think that the, the biggest chat or the next challenge rather was would we keep this team together even just for this season? So we've had some interest in Juranovic. It seems as though we've had some interest in um, Yakamakis and, and O'Reilly. And that is the biggest test, Jared. And since the departure of Peter Lowell, there's, there's obviously been a different approach to this. Um, there are murmurings that he's on his way back to the club. Um, does anything change if he does come back, bearing in mind that he's, he's going to have a different role at the club? I think the strength of character of Ange is going to be a, a battle that Peter Lowell won't win. It, that's that's the first thing. Like Ange, the the rumor is that, as we all know, that you know Lawwell found out about Ange through his son in the City Group and all that stuff, right? So we all know that pathway. So apparently there's some knowledge there anyway, and they've got a bit of a relationship. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a massive issue because the structures and that that we put in over the last 12, 18 months mm. with a head of recruitment coming in, which is actually Lawwell's kid, and then they got the B team. And then Darren O'Day going down there and the pathway to bring those guys through and the way we've we've done it so far, I can't really see it changing because why would you put all that time and effort and resources into something to then just drop the drop just to drop it because one person walks in the door. It it's a stupid thing to to do that. Yeah, I I agree. Now, Liam, you were saying before that it looks as though we will bring in more bodies or another body. There was a suggestion um, earlier on from Ange himself that maybe another two would come in. I don't know if he, if he included Tak Sabanovic in that. Um, if that was the case, then the central defensive midfield position is the one that a lot of the fans are, are talking about. We still need to strengthen. Rumour has it, one will still come in. I'm sure a few will depart. And I think what you're then looking at is how can we um, test ourselves? How can we test ourselves in the biggest European competition of them all and against the European champions in in Real Madrid? Um, Going into these games, Andrew's already said, Liam, that we'll play our game. 
Celtic mm-hmm. will play our football and um, some people have said we're going to have to adapt and, and be more pragmatic. How will this team who are firing on all cylinders fare against the likes of Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk? And, 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 you know, these ga- they're mouth-watering games. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're bookmarked b- between two games against Real Madrid. If we play that kind of football like we did today against a top-class opposition, how do you see it going? Right. If we play the way we played today, um, I could see us at least getting a draw, possibly even beating Real Madrid at Celtic Park. The Bernabeu is another story, right? But at Celtic Park, with the atmosphere that we that we alone can generate, our, our fans are unique in the world in the way that we can turn that stadium into an absolute fortress. Um, the last time I was at a game was the Celtic-Barcelona uh, game back in 2012. And anyone who was there that night will tell you that just... We, we were never going to lose that night. The way the crowd was, the way the whole stadium was, was just the aura around the place that night. There was no way we were going to lose. If we can create that, you know, next weekend against against Rangers and then the following, uh, the following midweek against Madrid... I could see, you know, two wins quite possible. Quite now, possible. This is incredible, Jared, because two seasons ago when we started doing these streams, if anyone suggested that we would have a scenario where we're going in against uh, Real Madrid, European champions, and we fancy a draw, we might even beat them, as Liam just said. And by the way, Liam, I think we will play that clip time and time again, regardless of what happens at Celtic Park. <laughs> And I'm hoping it's uh, for, I'm, I'm hoping it's because you got it right, but it just shows you though, Jared, the confidence that Ange has instilled in the fan base, in the club. We're doing a wee bit of work up there at the moment, and I'll be up there next week as well. And I'm speaking to people who are not involved in the football department, and they've they've actually said to me that the whole mood of the club has changed. And one man has made that change. It's quite incredible. There's a lot of that we don't see. We see the football. We see the the performances of his players. But as a football club, as a fan base, he's got us galvanised. He's got us believing we can beat Real Madrid. How incredible has this turnaround been, Jared? It's an, it's pretty funny because with I'm gonna I'm gonna stir Liam up here. Him saying that right now. Mate, I want to get you institutionalised for saying something. <laughs> <laughs> if you said that two years ago, I'd be like, Liam, it's a straight jacket, mate. You need to go to it. You need to, you need to go be put up the institution. No chance. But as I, when I first come on, Paul, last year, when there was like a lot of negativity about Ange because he wasn't Eddie Howe and all that sort of stuff, and why I come on was I'm like, people are talking when they don't know about Ange. Mm-hmm. So that was why I actually reached out to you and said, hey, you want to hear from an Australian guy who's been watching his team's play since he first started managing? Like, that was the reason for it. And Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. As I've joked with Tony in the past, we told you so, that's why, because we know the sort of character he is, we know how special Angie is, and everyone's seeing it now, everyone's appreciating what, what we knew, and it's 
it's just great to hear how much everyone is loving Ange and loving what he's doing around the club and all this sort of stuff. And going into Europe, like with Liam saying we could draw or beat Real Madrid, we play the way we played today. I always said to you on that first one, Ange would rather win 5-4 than 1-0. Now, yeah. in the league, we're going out there doing this. If we play Real Madrid, some of those chances to hit the post today or whatever, they're going to be banging in four, maybe four or five goals from that today. But if we're hitting as many goals as we are at the other end, then it balances out. So who knows? But it's a special character, Ange, and yeah. He is a special character, and I think, you know, we get caught up in the traditions and the history of this club, and quite rightly so, because it's such a, you know, we've got such a rich tapestry at Celtic, and uh, we, we, we think it's a special club. I would say we know it's a special club, but it does it does include um, individuals who need to fit the bill. And I think in the past, we've had players and managers who have come in and thought that they can do this because it's a big club, all right, that's fine. But they've just never managed to do it, Liam. Big names, particularly players, because I don't think we've really been in the habit, other than Brennan Rodgers and Martin O'Neill, of bringing in big name managers. We've never really been in the habit of doing that. You know, a lot of the managers we brought in were ex-players. I mean, you could probably go back to the 60s and say Jock Steen was sought after at the time because he had had that success at uh, Dunfermline and Hibs. But to go out and get a big-name manager, we did it with with O'Neill and and we did it with Rodgers. We we haven't tended to do it. And where we went for Ange, like Jared was saying there, it was almost like there was this hangover from the Eddie Howe thing, who again was a big-profile manager from the English League, top, top league in England. And there was this hangover, and the disappointment of that, I think, shaped a lot of views on Ange Postacoglu, which were pretty quickly... Uh, diminished and uh, obviously we got on uh, onto what Ange was doing pretty quickly and and a big part of that Jared was guys like yourself coming on and, and saying no you, you know what you've got to give, give this guy a chance um, and you've seen it as well you've seen it in, in Japanese football as well Liam I mean how frustrating was it to hear Celtic fans and pundits you know write this guy off before he got started yeah I mean I'll be honest it, there was a point at the start of last season where I was I found myself getting into arguments online with Celtic fans a hell of a lot more than I did Rangers fans, which is quite unusual. Because two two things. One, their general ignorance towards Ange's past achievements and Ange's pedigree as a manager. I mean, this was a guy who'd managed at a World Cup. This is a guy who's won championships in two different countries before he even came to Celtic, right? And also the total disdain, or the J-League, that's, that's, that's like first division football. No, 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 no. Take Celtic and Rangers out of the equation. I would say, quite truthfully, the top six or seven teams in the J-League would give the rest of the, the Scottish League a game any day of the week. They are all, their fitness is superior. Their playing ability is on the same level. And their approach to the game would put the average Scottish footballer to shame quite frankly. And seeing Kyogo today, seeing Hatate pull mm. the strings in the midfield, Maeda comes on and sets up a goal, um, that's a validation of Ange and it's a validation of Japanese football. And as someone who has spent most, you know, basically all my adult life over here, I'm really, really proud of the of my adopted homeland to, uh, to see and showing that, Jap- that managers can come out of Japan and do well. Yeah. And Kyogo, Maeda and Hatate all shown that Japan can still produce world-class footballers. 
No, um, you must have a great sense of pride knowing what you knew before we all found out. Um, <laughs> but my big frustration is why didn't we continue to tap into this market, Liam? You know, when you look at the success in Akamura, he was a phenomenon mm-hmm. at Celtic. But from yeah. there, I know Mizuno came along, but from there up until, you know, Angie's arrival and bringing in uh, the four Japanese players that were brought in, th- there was something like, what, 15 years where we didn't really tap into the market. Why do you think that was? Um... I don't want to be a, a downer here on a day when we're celebrating a 9 nothing victory, but to be honest, it's the uh, malaise, complacency and a certain degree of arrogance around certain people that I have dealt with that work at Celtic in terms of their international marketing, in terms of their outreach to other countries, in terms of their approach to recruitment. Um, quite frankly... I don't think, I think there were certain people in certain positions of power at the club who could not be bothered to do the research to look up places as far away as Japan. Um, I mean, even now, I was in Tokyo last week, um, and that's that's a whole other show we could do at some point, is talking about the, the, Japan, the Japanese football museum and all the Celtic-related stuff that is in there. It's, it's amazing. But um, I made a point of visiting the Adidas Tokyo store and there is still no Celtic merchandise there at all. You know, Liverpool, Real Madrid, not not Liverpool, sorry, Real Madrid, Arsenal, uh, Bayern Munich, you know, big, massive European clubs, but with no connection to Japan whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet those tops are all getting sold in Tokyo, and you cannot get a... The only way I can get these new Celtic tops is by ordering them directly from the Celtic website. I'll jump off the back of that quickly, because I went into one of the main places in Melbourne as well. So Angers hometown, you think they'd do something. And mm. yeah, we had Man United out here in pre-season, heaps of their uh-huh. stuff. Juventus stuff, Arsenal, Bayern Munich you can get. No Celtic anywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is, and it is, it's an aside from today's game, but it's an important, it's an important point. I, I wish the club could tap into it because there is a, a need for it. There's a want um, and it's just getting better when guys like Kyogo are over here scoring hat-tricks and obviously that will create a few ripples over there in the media as well, Liam. So it's been a tremendous day. Two hat-tricks. We've gone international and continental because we have Liam in from Japan. We've got Jared in from Australia and I'm sitting in Dreek Dalkeith. However, we're all Celtic fans. We have a Celtic state of mind. We've come together for the match. It's a collaboration between Axom and Celtic Down Under and I thoroughly enjoy it even when we don't win 9-0, which we did today. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for getting involved in the chat. Um, It's really appreciated. Subscribe to the channel, like the videos, give us a wee vote. There's a link underneath if you want us to win another award um, because it's important that we fly the flag at these things as well. Um, We went down last year and won three awards, and I think two of them were removed from the the selection this time round. So I don't know if the Lakers win a number, but we'll try and we'll keep trying. And thank you once again, Jared and Liam, for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind.
mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Bedtime is rough. Even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 